We say welcome everybody this morning. We'd like to welcome your visitors this morning. We'd like to welcome you. We'd like to welcome Blake and his family. He lives just across the road there a little ways from me. I'm glad. I think he, uh, I did get his name right, didn't I? Okay. <laughs> Everybody's looking at me. I thought Vicky's looking at me like I was crazy. He's Blake. Yeah, and they're beautiful. You know, and his family. Yeah. We're glad to have them with us and everybody else today, too. Uh, I'll be a little bit different today because uh, I had eye surgery Tuesday, uh, cataract took off, and these glasses don't work anymore for seeing up close, so I'll probably just have to tell you where I'm taking it from, okay? Uh, and But it's uh, did all right, but I uh, had the surgery Tuesday, and I can, my vision is a lot better than it was. It's, uh, my glasses just got to be reconstructed a little bit here for long, so... Amen. But it's good to be here today, be in God's house today. Um, I'd like to speak to you for just a little bit today about, you know, the church and uh, uh, how bad we need the church. I'm talking the church, I'm talking about the building, we need God. And the time that we live in today, we need a place that we can go to for comfort. We need to go to for guidance and for, for answers today. Our answers in this book right here very much so. I believe that today. I was also as in there. I was just kind of glancing through. I couldn't see a lot of it, but uh, some of the old records of old, the church here, and back I was reading some of them, even back nineteen, I think ninety-nine. Some of the business meetings we've had. That's been twenty-something years ago, and it's just amazing how much has changed. You know, just here at the church. You know, just from the building part to uh, finances and all that. You know, and but really. I mean, that's important, but it's not the most important thing. The most important thing is how strong we are in Jesus Christ. The Bible says, you know, that tells us to build a church upon a solid rock, and that rock is Jesus Christ. How many believes that? And so when the storms come, you know, we will not fail on that. But I want to uh, speak in, uh, uh, some of you, uh, I'll be finishing my 33rd year today here. I'm at 33 years. This will be my, if I get to speak another Sunday here, I'll be starting my 34th year here. I was just 31 year old when I came. Again, I mean, get to think about it. I thought about this week, I was just a kid. I've changed a lot in appearance. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I was 31 when I came here. I've been here, it'll be 33 years to finish this year, and how great it is to be able to say that, not because of nothing I've done, but because God has blessed us so much. And we've been through a lot, but we have gone great. We've done some, I think, great work for Jesus Christ. I mean, I'm just bragging on what the people, I guess, here. But God has been so good to us. He's been so good to us. And I was thinking back, you know, and come, we're facing things today like we never faced before. I never would have thought we'd face things, you know, 31 years ago when I came here that we'd had to face today, you know, that we are facing today. Not only on the outside, only inside the church world today, we're facing a lot of things that uh, is troubling today, very much so. But I want to speak to you today, and talk about the church. Uh, um, we're, to, we're, we're to a point in our lives today, we are, we're going to have to be strong. We're going to have to be strong. We can't be wishy-washy anymore. You know, in one place in the Bible, in the, uh, it's First King or Second Kings one, I believe it is. It says, you know, how long are you between two opinions? And we're to a point today we can't have two opinions on what God says. 
we've got to have what God says. In Daniel, the third chapter, it talks about, you know, the three Hebrew children. We know the story. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. We know the story of that. And I don't want to preach to them. I want to read one. I want to bring one point on that. It got to a point, you know, they're supposed to bow down when they heard this sound, this music, you know. And it got to a point, they said, you know, if you don't bow down, you, you know, we're going to throw you in the fiery furnace. And, but they knew something. I'm afraid a lot of us as a church world today don't know. They know their God. They knew how strong he was. And they stood up, you know, and they didn't, I don't believe they even wavered. They said, you know, y'all can do what you, I'll put this, I'm paraphrasing this, okay? He said, y'all do what you want to. But we're going to do what we've been raised up. We're going to do what we know's right. And we're not going to bow to anything that this world puts up. The only thing that we're going to bow down to is our, our God. And he said, y'all do what you want to, but we will not bow down. And you know the rest of the story, they didn't, they didn't bow down. And who showed up? He showed up in a, hard, in a time that was, was a miserable time. And the Bible says, you know, when they got them out of there, said, you know, they didn't, their hair didn't even have the smell of smoke on it. Man, how big a God that we do serve. Take that a little bit further into, you know, that's in the Old Testament times, you know, and you go through, you know, to the New Testament time where Christ, you know, came upon the face of the earth. And it still blows people's minds, you know, today. It really, they argue with you and say, well, that's not possible the way the Bible says. But, you know, the Bible says with God, all things are possible. And we got to a point today, and I've, I say this quite often, you know, to, today people won't believe unless, if, unless you can explain to it on paper exactly how it happens. But you can't explain on paper what God does sometimes. Amen. Stay with me. Christ was born of the Virgin Mary. You can't explain that on paper. But it happened. The Bible said it, I believe it. It happened that way. And to a point, you know, and we look through the, through the whole life of Christ, you know, and, and to what he went through, and to a point today, we just take it, we've heard it, you know, maybe so much today, we don't really take it to heart anymore like we should. And to a point, you know, that we... We, we read the story to a point, you know, some of the things that Christ done for us, you know, it should really move us. Amen. But we read it and we got callous. It doesn't move us like it should anymore. It don't move us like it should. To a point, you know, and, and you read all the things that Christ went through. He didn't do it for himself. He done it for you. Amen. He done it for you. And one place in the Bible that talks about, you know, he said he was in the garden praying right before, you know, that he's going to come and arrest him. And he was praying for you. He was so involved. He was so uh, into what he was doing. The Bible says even the sweat became his great drops of blood and fell on ground. Can you imagine a prayer life? He was really into it. Do you know what I'm talking about? He was into it. 
and to a point you know they should have been disciples should have been able to see what was going on a little bit something wasn't right he told them what was going to happen they didn't understand it but they should have Step out on faith more than it did. I believe and said, you know, he said it. I don't know. I don't know. I can't explain it how it's going to happen. He said he's going to die. He's going to raise again and all this. I don't understand it, but he said it. I got to believe it. He was getting to a point and everything was getting in chaos, you know, and he went to the garden and prayed, you know, and the disciples, they went off to a corner and they fell asleep while he was praying. To a point today, a church is almost asleep. Stay with me. Almost asleep. But he was praying so hard. Sweat became his great body broke down. And sweat became his, became his great drops of blood and fell on the ground. To a point, you know. To a point, he said, you know. He was human like you and I was. How many believe that? He said, Father, he said, you know, I put this more verse a little bit. This is very hard. Up to a point, you know, Father, if there's any other way that we can get to the, get to the goal that we're after, let us go that way. But if not, don't let my weakness Standing in the way of your will being done. I'm putting them on version, okay? I didn't know what the King version said, but you know what? It's pretty well close. Don't let my weakness stand in the way. I don't want to be the one that, must, well, you know, that falters. I don't want to be the one. You know, don't let my will stand in the way. To a point, he said, Father, not my will, but yours be done. That is a prayer today that most of us as Christians should be praying about every day. Amen. Say, Father, you know, I want your will to be done today. I know I'm weak today, Father, but don't let my weakness stand in the way of your will being done. Don't let my weakness stand in the way today for me to be a light for you, that we shine my light to this world that needs you, Jesus Christ, so desperate today. Don't let me be ashamed of you. And he went on to the cross. We know all the story. We're going to go fast forward to Revelations. To a point, you know, that we read where he was talking to the churches, the seven churches. And he brought out some good points about them, but he brought out some bad points too. Stuff that was going on that probably they got accustomed to. You understand what I'm talking about? He said to the church, to the, to the angel of the church of so-and-so, all the seven churches, and to a point, I preach on this many times before here, to the point of church, you know, he talked to one of the church. He said, you know, I know all your words and I appreciate what you're doing, but something about it I just don't like. He said, what's that? This is my version, okay. He said, you got lukewarm. You got lukewarm. How many of us read that in Bibles over our lives quite a bit? And I've read it many times. But it's really hard to hit us more than what it does. 
He said, you know, if you go lukewarm, he said, I wish to be hot or cold. If you don't, I'll spew you out of my mouth. In my Bible here on the bottom part of it, it's got another word for that spew. It says vomit. See, vomit don't sound as good as spewing. It kind of coated over a little bit. But he said, I'll spew you out of my mouth. And I listened this morning to a minister said a little bit about that, and I never really took it or thought about it the way he took it, but it, I'm going to bring a few things he said about it. And it really hits me pretty hard. But he said, you know, he said, I'll spew you in my house, you hot or cold. But we're going into the day, into the church world today, that we, we come to church and we want to be patted on the back. We don't want to be preached to, but we want to be built up. That's what I'm talking about. Amen. To a point, you know, I said, whatever I'm doing, it's going to be all right with God. And he said, you know, why would, you know, you, you, you see what it was written in red. You know, there's a song, you know, I, I like listening to gospel music. There's a song, I don't know if anybody's heard it. I was raised on red. Amen. I was raised on red, and it talks about, you know what I'm talking about. I'm thankful I was raised on red. But this is what I'm talking about in the Bible. It's in red, you know. And I get to think about, you know, he said, I'll spew you out of my mouth. Why would he do that? Because he was taking what he said very seriously. Let me make a few examples to you. Never thought of this word I heard this morning. We take our marriage today, most of us pretty seriously. We don't tolerate a lot. Okay? Amen. Christ said he wouldn't tolerate us, you know, being lukewarm. You know, why wouldn't he want us to be lukewarm? I'd be better than just being nowhere. But he said, no, nah, it'll make me sick. Amen. I'll throw you up. That's, no, that's a little bit different spewing too. But how many of you today, if you're in a marriage, I'm going to tolerate adultery maybe once a month or say, let me know. Once every six months, it'll be all right. Just think about it. Now, I've started, my mind started clicking. Most of you, I hope none of you would tolerate it. Why? Because you take that seriously. Or you might take uh, the bank, you know, you, you get your statement and you're $1,500 less than what you should have. You say, well, I have no big deal. Now, how many would say that? Most of you be on the bank. I want to talk to the manager right now. Don't put me on hold because you don't tolerate it. Amen. Make any point, man. He made some points. Amen. The adultery thing to me really hit me. I mean, I, I ain't doing that, but <laughs> I'm just saying is, why would you tolerate He would Most of you wouldn't tolerate it. I said all that to say this. This is where it ought to hit, hit you. Because you tolerate, you, you, you take that very seriously. And if that happened, you wouldn't put up with it very long, would you? If you'd done it at a bank, you wouldn't put up with it long. Your money started disappearing for no reason. You wouldn't tolerate it. Come on. Amen. That's the reason Christ said, I'm not going to tolerate a lukewarm. 
because I paid a price. Come on. I paid the price for you. I got a right to say what I'm saying. When they pierced my, when they put that crown of thorns on my head, man, it hurt. But I loved you so much. And we today as a congregation and a church here and churches across our country today, we don't tolerate preaching like it should be preached today. I said, we don't tolerate going on because the preacher starts preaching what the Bible says. Most of the churches will vote them out so we get somebody because we're living in different what the Bible says. Come on. Come on. We tolerate it. When Christ said, I'm not tolerating just even lukewarm. Why? Because I'm serious about what I'm doing. Amen. How many of the church world today are serious about what you're doing? How many today take seriously today about your walk with Jesus Christ? Remember what I'm talking about? How many of you are serious about what you're doing for Jesus Christ? And you look at the church world as a whole and look what we have tolerated today. We tolerate so much. And Christ said, if I, if I you know, it'll make me sick and I'll, I'll throw up. I'll vomit it up. I don't like it. Why? Because I'm holy. I'm righteousness. I'm coming after the church without spot or blemish. Amen. I want the church to be strong. You know what I'm talking about? Come on. Amen. We today look at these young kids around here today, and you look at the world today as a whole today, overall. They really got no place to stand that's really solid unless we stand on the rock of Jesus Christ. They're going to be whipped away with the next storm that's coming through and they're going to tolerate everything in the world that comes along. They're going to tolerate about. They're going to tolerate it. We today as a country, today as a nation has tolerated so much stuff has come our way. We've tolerated it and said, you know, everything's all right. Now we've got accustomed to it and we've got clouds to it. It doesn't bother us anymore. You know what I'm talking about? Another example of what we tolerate. The Word of God is the Word of God. Amen. It's the bread of life. Over the years, and I'm just another example, and this is my example, I didn't hear this on TV, but uh, I'm getting to think about all the stuff that my grandparents lived with and lived in. And you know now, and I know this is, yeah, I mean, I look at this way because I'm a, I'm a meat eater, I'm a pork eater, and that stuff will kill you now. It got granddad when he's 90-something, My grandmother will be 102 next week, and it's getting close to getting her. Stay with me. You remember back in the uh, Keys and Keys? You probably remember, you know, you, you know, fry potatoes. You didn't fry them in shorten and you fry them in lard. Anybody know what lard is? How many young people don't want to talk about? It's hog fat. And it got them, you know, they got 90-something year old, it finally got them. You can't do that now because it'll kill you. 
It ain't the hog meat that kills you. It ain't the Lord that kills you. It's what they've added to it over the years. You know, used to they raised the hogs on corn. That's all it was. Now we got to we get into a social past fast life. We got to we got to soup their feet up chickens and everything else. And I'm just you know this is common sense, but you know it, now we put all this stuff in it. You know, then what they're eating. You know, this, this all this chemical stuff. Now when we kill them and, and process them and butcher them, I guess killing ain't the word you're supposed to use today. But you know, you process them, then you take it into yourself. Now we're dying at 60 year old. We're having people have heart attacks. It ain't. But others, that's what we've added to it to get you. Amen. Said that to say this is what we've added to this word of God is killing our churches today. Amen. It ain't the word of God because he said I'm the bread of life. Amen. It's what we've added to it. I've had my version to it, and I've had this. People have had their version to it, and they go to the bookstore and finally find a book that kind of what they want to say. So this is the best book I've ever read. Why? Because it fits where you're living. We don't want to change our life. Do you know what I'm talking about? I remember I said, I'm talking about the, I mean, I can almost close my eyes and granddad, you know, he'd take old biscuit, run through that old, old grease and that old pan, them crumbs on it, and that was the best stuff you ever eat. <laughs> I'm not talking about. It was good, but it, it'll take you here now. And it's not that; it's what we've added to it. It's what we've added to the Word of God. It's killing us today. We're going to church and we're dying in the churches today. Why? Because we've added so much to it. Don't shut me down. Y'all may not when we come back from a 34th year. I don't know, but it's what we've added to it. It's hurting us. It's what we've added to it. That's what we've added to it. Used to, you know, like I say, we tolerate this stuff so much. So much. And I was reading this, you know, and every one of this, this you know, the message in this, to the angel of the church is so-and-so, so-and-so. You know, evidently we may, well, God, we must, we, evidently old girl's got an angel here at the church. It's not me. It's, you know, he said that, you know, get to think about it. To the, tell the angel of the church to tell me this. One place it's seen the angels descending and coming and going back and forth. So I believe that God's getting a report on how we're acting. You know what I'm talking about? Not how you act from the preacher, it's how you act from God. To the angel of the church, he said, I don't like it, what's going on. He didn't say to the pastor of the church, he said to the angel of the church, you're lukewarm, makes me sick because you tolerate it so much. You tolerate it so much. How do we change, pastor? I'm old school. I think the only reason we change it is prayer and being serious about what we're praying about. That's what I'm talking about. Most of the churches in the world today and the country today, they've took the altar out of them. We don't use them anymore. 
This altar has been here for a pretty good while. How many years since we've done the floors? I've been here pretty good while. You look at it, it ain't worn much. It ain't worn much. You can go some places you sit at in your pews and it's got a little ditch in there. I ain't saying overweight or nothing, but this it's war. But this is not war very much. It's not war very much. Say so why? We just say a little prayer and we're going away. We just don't take it very seriously anymore. What am I talking about? We don't take it very seriously anymore. I don't know how this message affected you this morning or touched you this morning. I hope I got something across to us this morning. Our young people need us today to stand up on the Word of God. We don't need to add anything to this. We don't need to take anything away. If you got to take anything away, take your lifestyle away when it's going against the Word of God, you'll be better off. You'll be better off. So we're going to close out and just stand this morning. If you want to come and pray for any reason, come on right now, they're playing. If you want to step out, for any reason, come on. Anybody else want to come and pray this morning for any reason? Come and pray this morning. God loves you today. Very much so. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Just want to slip up your hands and say, Pastor, I just need your prayers. I won't embarrass you. God bless y'all. God bless them hands. God bless you this morning. If you bow with me, follow today as the name of Jesus Christ. We come to you today thanking you today for this opportunity we've had to be in your house today, Father. And Father, I pray for the ones that stepped out this morning, Father. That they're praying to this morning, praying, Father. You know their hearts today. You know what's coming up to the prayers, Father. I pray your will will be done in their lives today, Father. I pray today, Father, for everyone that slipped up their hand today, Father. You know that need today. You know what it needs today, Father. I pray, Father, for these young people today, Father, from the youngest one here to the oldest kid here, Father, that you will watch after them, Father, and that we can, as adults can be examples today, Father, of what we should be. And I thank you so much for this church today, Father, what you've meant that this church and these people have meant to me, Father, all these years, Father. Thank you so much. I'm so blessed today, Father. And I give you praise and glory for it today, Father. I thank you today, Father, for everything you've done for us today. And Father, today, we just want to say from the bottom of our heart, hearts, we just thank you today for your son, Jesus Christ, for the plan of salvation. We thank you today, Father. Father, one more thing. If someone here don't know you today and never accepted you as a personal Savior, I pray today, Father, that they will do it today before the sun sets today, Father, because tomorrow is not guaranteed. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. God's people said, Amen. Amen. One quick thing. One of my best friends, Mark Mathis at Gris Ferry, he got a grandson was been born, uh, it's been a couple of months, and it's, it's still hot, it's never got to come home, it's pretty well on life support. They had to do another, they done one surgery the other day, done another emergency surgery this morning. 
they couldn't even take the baby out of the room. They think there's 20-something people in there. I don't know how many doctors and all do another surgery on it. Uh, it's got hole. It's got two holes. It's hard. Uh, let's pray God's will be done. God's will be done. One more quick thing I want to pass on to you today. I was, you know, you're here today to go tomorrow. I don't know uh, uh, Robbie Raby. I don't. Somebody I know. Keith knows him. Mr. Raby's husband. Uh, they was at a, the girls. They rodeo all the time. He's probably 45 year old. Uh, they was in Nebraska or somewhere Wyoming, and I think one of the girls made a run and said he was standing on the back of the fence. He just fell over, um, and just said, if he'd been anywhere else, he wouldn't be here today. He said he fell. The ambulance was there for the rodeo, and the EMT people was there. Uh, anyway, long story short, uh, they got they broke two ribs doing CPR or one or two ribs on him doing CPR on him. He had four valves completely stopped up. They done surgery on him, but he's doing pretty good now. But if he hadn't been where he was at, he wouldn't be here today. You know, that would just been a massive heart attack and that. So he was just 40-something year old, you know. So uh, be, you know, if you don't know Jesus Christ, know him today, okay? Because you don't know what tomorrow's going to hold. Amen. I love y'all. Thank y'all for the 33 years, and we're going to start 34 here in a couple of weeks, okay? Amen. God bless you. Thank you.